And for the first time, ladies and gentlemen, for the year 2018, Ayatollah Vines. How are you? <laughs> well, 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 given that, a uh, happy uh, 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 humbug. Well, humbug. Yes, yeah. yes. Well, I mean, I'll tell you God, what. God, it's a new year. It's a new year, uh, day four. Yeah. And you've already got a bag full. There is. There's lots. There's lots. I mean, I have to say, it, 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 it was inevitable but depressing that in the lieu of the um, case against uh, the man who's now called Frankly Chew, although he, he seems to keep changing his English name, but never mind. Anyway, the, well, ex, you? the ex-police in, in, inspector who... Superintendent, who, who, mate. Superintendent. I'm very sorry. I'm sorry, sir. Um, Wackety-wack. Uh, who's, well, indeed, who, who's been convicted now of, of assault causing bodily harm... Um, uh, during the umbrella protests, I mean, it was inevitable that the people who are the usual mob, and I've seen them. I mean, it is actually the same people. They they they, they seem to have a lot of time on their hands and a lot of lunch boxes in their hands as well. God knows where they came from. Um, but anyway, the the same mob who 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 regularly do these things were standing outside the court making racist remarks against the judge. See, your average Hong Konger just doesn't do this. I don't think the average really? Hong Konger is um, a dedicated. I mean. Just, just in case anybody doesn't know, the fact of the matter is that the magistrate in this case happens to be of Indian origin. Uh, she also happens to be someone who's been working in Hong Kong for decades. It's not as if so she's... And... <laughs> a woman, yes, yes, I know. That's a, that's a bit of a strike against her. But, I mean, the, the key points about this are that, that um, she's... You know, she's probably been living in Hong Kong, working in Hong Kong, quite a lot longer than a lot of the people who were on that demonstration. But hey, let's not let's not let details get in, in the way of the facts. We shouldn't even have to be saying this, and I'm not just trying to be PC. It's well, parking mad. But what does worry me is, so these people are scumbags. I mean, that's you know, let's but say it reported, as nice sorry, as we I'll, can. I'll shut up in a minute. Yeah. But they're reported <clears throat> as though this is a legit though, demo. Well, well, what's equally, equally disturbing to me is nobody from the Secretary of Justice or within the administration has actually come out and said, first of all, we're worried about the criticism of the judiciary after it's given judgments. I think it's a, something that they will say in other instances. But even more, is there nobody in this administration who has the decency and the common sense to come out the and Bollingtons. say racism has no place <laughs> in Hong Kong society. And by the way, criticism of judges in this way is is verging on on um, criminal do activity. We just, do we just ignore this nonsense? Well, we could. I mean, really? that, you, you, you have a argument there. You just say, look, these are a small bunch of scumbags. Enjoy your 50p why, and why enjoy your lunch. Enjoy your, enjoy your somebody else supplied packed lunch and go home. Yeah, you could say that. But I mean, the fact of the matter is they've now had this publicity. As the publicity has been given, it is incumbent. I can't believe that the Secretary of Justice cannot bring himself to he's, actually say... He's off. He's I know probably he's on the beach he's, in Acapulco. Well, as we... he, that's true, poor fellow. He's, well, you know, when you call Rimsky, you've got problems, and he's, he's on his way out, I know. But there are, he's, not the only other, he's not the only person in the department. There's somebody from the Department of Justice couldn't just say there is no place in our society for this kind of criticism of the judiciary, and there is emphatically no place in For our society. For gay games. Oh, sorry. Oh, well, yeah, well, topic. that's a different subject, but hey, the golden thread and all of that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and there is emphatically no place in our society for racist remarks. It's not, I mean, you know, it's not asking them to reinvent the wheel. But the cool thing is, Steve, 
you can't tell this whole thing. Free, you have the freedom. You may, I may not agree with you, but yeah. I agree with your blah, 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 prerogative. Well, such. I agree with people's right to say what they want until it comes to the level of damaging the um, security of 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 people. I mean that that's the bottom line. And when you're when you're making racist remarks, what you're doing is you're demonising a group of people on the basis of their ethnicity. Gosh, this is kind of ABC of civilised. This is the newsman's world. conundrum, Steve, because they've been given oxygen. <clears throat> yeah, and the newsman has to say, do I report this yes. or do I let it go? Right. It's, it's actually, I mean, it's a general it's a general question. You know, I mean, there's another example of this in the in in on. Um, on January 1st, when they had the annual demonstration, there were tiny, tiny scuffles at the end of it. I mean, I, I witnessed this. I was there. They were, you know, half pretty type events. But they somehow led the news as being representative of what happened. Incidentally, RTHK, in the course of this thing, I have to say, I was standing there listening to it. You, you know, you, you, apparently you can listen to the radio on the go. Did just, you know that? Just about. Just about. And it was saying... You can't. You've got a 1980s Nokia telephone. What are you talking about? I have friends. I have friends. Um, And and they were saying, you know, hundreds of people turned up. And I'm thinking, blimey, was a reporter even here? I mean, there were thousands of people had turned up. I mean, even the cops admitted that. Anyway, that's just a minor... But, but, But the point is, highlighted in the midst of all of this, mm. was this tiny little scuffle towards the end of the, uh, the demonstration. And, you know, you are faced with the classic conundrum. Do you just say, it was a minor little scuffle, but, you know, the big story is blah, blah, blah. Normally, responsible reporting does say that. It didn't happen in Hong Kong, I have to say. The scuffle was the story, not the story wasn't the story. But it's always the story. So maybe well, that's just a habit. It maybe it is, or maybe and scuffle. What the hell's a scuffle? A scuffle. That's what I do with my shoes on the floor. <laughs> yes, I, I had noticed that they do need a bit of a punch, punch up. <laughs> yeah, a bit of fisticuffs. Yeah. Well, I mean, really, there wasn't. I mean, I'm not saying there should have been. There wasn't any sort of red stuff gushing out of anybody's head at the time. So, thank goodness for that. I mean, it was really minor stuff. Yeah. But you know, it's the same with this scumbag crowd that stand outside the court making racist remarks. Singular, you know, by the way, <coughs> this particular crowd. Well, I think there was more than one, but you know, but they're the same crowd who've, who've stood. I mean, there was another case involving the other police officers, and the same renter mob turned up to make racist remarks about the 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 judge in that case, so, Dave Guilo. Yeah, Dave Guilo. Yeah, another person who, as it just so happens, has been in Hong Kong for Yonks, has been serving the judiciary for Yonks, but hey, he's still a foreigner in their, in their jaundiced eyes. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm depressed by this. I honestly, I'm Steve, it's like your school teacher not would, by the people. Your school teacher would say, no, not sticks and stones. Yes, and, all, and I yeah. can't help thinking that there might be a point yeah. there, you know? Well, I hope, I hope, I hope the best thing that could come out of this is a backlash. But, I mean, a backlash against the, the scumbags, but, um, well, I you mean, know, that how, might be a... And that, yeah. again, is given them oxygen. It, it and is. this, I honestly it, don't know which side I of I don't the... know where you go with all of this. <laughs> I don't know where you go with this. Mind you, <clears throat> it seems that the administration, <laughs> and we know this from the boss, not so keen on lawyers at all. She says that anybody who stands up and defends the rule of law is being elitist. No, I don't... Can you try and explain the logic chain there? Oh, I, I can. She's, she's in that great tradition of, you know, the Ayatollahs who are ruling Iran, Nicolas Maduro in, in Venezuela, Erdogan in, 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 in Turkey. All of these people, it's interesting, say the same thing. I mean, they're, they're spread across the world. We're talking about three different continents here. And 
in the face of opposition to their government policies, they all come up with the same, the same, you know, response. Well, it only comes from elitists. The people like this. Only elitists are criticising us, you know. Russia, 1917. It, well, <laughs> hey, yes. Just for thought. Yes, Just or, for thought. Or, or, or maybe, maybe it is uh, China, 1960s, during the Cultural Revolution. Can I do a tiny... Out with the old thinking. You know, that was one of the big slogans of the Maoists. You know, um, bring the elite to its knees. Yeah. Gosh, Carrie, you're on ball there. You're, you're, you're going back... To the golden age of uh, of Chinese atrocities. Somebody I know... Congratulations. This is a little sidebar, but it might give you some oh, fuel here. Blimey. This thing about Donald Trump and Steve Bannon at war, blah, 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 <laughs> because of this book. Well, a mate of mine put a quote up on Facebook, um, and, and I can't help thinking this makes sense. It's, it's, from, it's from Bannon's book, and he says, China's everything, nothing else matters. We don't get China right, we don't get anything right. The whole story thing is very simple. China is where Nazi Germany was in 2930. The Chinese, like the Germans, are the most rational people in the world until they're not. And they're going to flip like Germany in the 30s. You're going to have a hyper-nationalist state that once happens, you can't put the genie back in the bottle. That's from Steve Bannon's book. Yes. It's just quite an interesting yes, point, I, isn't I, it? I, I, I'm not sure that I want to uh, no, yeah, I know, come all the way to Carolyn Tong to agree with Steve Bannon, but I actually get where he's you know coming I mean? from yeah. i mean it is it i mean this is a bit of a a segue as i believe it's called but but it it is a fact that that the whole how can i put it the whole um narrative coming out of beijing at the moment is very hyper nationalist mm. and you know once you start traveling down that path and and the path basically says not that we are you know we are a fair competitor among nations but we're superior to other nations i mean i believe you hear such a thing in america as well it never ends well it never never ends and well and we really have got I'm, my my basically my knob as in thing you yes, turn it yes, is bigger than etc yes, be careful there that, but that's what we've come that down child to child in the white house honestly <laughs> i mean god almighty just back to where you were the stakes Steve, that are very whole, high that, though that whole thing about finger pointing and yeah, eye so, so, and stuff. so this is the whole thing is is there is a there is an argument to be had and we, we should perhaps explain this mm. there is an argument to be had over this co-location scheme it's a lovely euphemism for what it basically says is that hong kong has ceded part of its territory um in terms of judicial oversight to the mainland despite the basic law article 18 very clearly saying that such a thing cannot and should not happen mm -hmm. and the uh, national people's congress who've made this decision or the standing committee of it who've made this decision the local government and all the usual cheerleaders who are supporting it they've given up actually justifying it in terms of law they're basically saying the law is whatever because. we tell you it is <laughs> and shut up I'm fed up with hearing from you but then carrie lamb takes it to a new level and she says not only <coughs> is she not going to talk about the issue itself but she just thinks the best way of dealing with this is is to be insulting to the critics you know it, it it's we've seen this in school play yards over over many years he's smelly i don't like him why because it, he is. is yeah look at him smelly 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 and you're thinking gosh that's a dignified way of conducting a dialogue on a quite important subject well, we've all been six steve and that that was the way that was yes. the playground rules wasn't it yes <laughs> Um, some of us sort of progressed beyond six, all the way up to eight. 
Some of us didn't. Some didn't. No, I know. <laughs> Thank you, Donald. But just to wrap up this bit, Steve, what, you know, the elitist, what on, well... Well, I know what What's she, that got what, to do with it, well, and does it matter? Well, I think, I mean, well, what is so interesting is how all of these people with an authoritarian frame of mind all go to that particular phrase. As I say, you know, the, the Ayatollahs in, in Iran who are worried about the popular uprising against them say it's just an elitist mob. Erdogan says all his critics in Turkey are elitist. Maduro says all his critics in Venezuela are elitist. What, what do they have in common is they can't actually defend what they're doing. So what they're basically saying is, <coughs> oh, well, you know, it's only a few people and they're all snobs and, you know, we don't need to listen to them. But what they're saying is I have no comeback to your argument. I, I have can't no comeback to your argument. Your charge. All I've got is, is a pile of mud that I want to throw in your face. It's a bit odd, isn't and, it? I mean, if Carrie Lam thinks that Hong Kong is going to be covered in glory by joining that gallery of rogues, I know it's a bit Mickey Mouse here. I mean, she ain't no Erdogan. She ain't no, <laughs> she ain't no great big Mullah in, in Iran. I know this is all very toy town stuff here. But, you know, well, what it is funny that, that oh, funny, it's not funny, it is tragic. <coughs> she wants to be in their company. Well, look, see, here's another. You, you've just you've just illustrated something here. I mean, a, a very interesting topic, but you chose quite quite logically to talk about her criticisms. Flip it on its side. What about the ultimate logic, apparently, with which these briefs put together this big long statement? Now, there's the story, but we're focusing on her saying well, exactly. Elitism. I know, I know, I know. It's so. What you're basically saying is the agenda can be. The agenda can be manipulated yeah. by the person with the most vivid story. <laughs> but and as a punter, what would you rather fact? read? What would you rather read? A bunch of lawyers said something logical, or, or Carrie Lamb's route to them. Which bit would you rather read? All right, <laughs> Do you okay. know what I'm saying? Okay, okay. <laughs> I know where you're going. I know where you're going with this. Yeah, and it's true. It's true. I mean, a punch up is better <laughs> yeah. than, than than a learned argument. I have kind of noticed that as a reporter over the years. So where are we with this? Um, Trojan horse. Well, it is interesting. Where are we, indeed? I mean, we're we're at a we're at a stage where almost certainly a judicial challenge will be issued one way or another. But I don't know by Hume to to the co-location agreement. Carrie Lam has said that there will be no local legislation. In other words, Legco won't even have a chance. They were only allowed to debate the principle of the matter. You know, do we support it, don't we? They weren't actually allowed to, to form, formulate any legislation. Yeah. So what happens with this judicial challenge? I mean, will the courts accept it? Will they be told that it's beyond their powers to judicially review a, de judicially review a decision made by the National People's Congress Standing Committee? Yeah. I mean, we're, we're now into the very heartland of whether the basic law actually is there to protect the rights and interests of Hong Kong people or whether it's there to be used as an instrument to bash people on the head. Hmm. Don't know where we are with that. I'm here with Steve Vines. <laughs> what a coincidence. Absolutely, it has but actually. It's warm in here and... Um, Which is strangely <laughs> odd because it's usually I know, scorchio. I know, it's, but, but you know, the luxury of an RTHK studio has to be seen to be believed. It does indeed. <laughs> Talking of luxury... Mm -hmm. um, I see that um, the former um, boss of the police force um, obviously thinks that his pension, which incidentally is not small, is not going to be enough to um, handle his requirements in re retirement. This is Andy Jung we're talking about, small but perfectly formed, who, who, who made a great point before he, re he stepped down 
or retired, whatever, of saying, you know, I'm not going to take on any commercial um, things. You know, I'm I, I'm a person who serves the community and blah blah blah. Um, well, well, he has. He's now on his second. <laughs> it's, it's interesting. They all go off and work for these transportation companies. He's now taken some job with with Kalu Motorbus, which will bung him five hundred thousand a year, basically for going to a couple of meetings a month. He's got another job um, with the. Um, I don't actually know what they do, the Chushong group. Um, I'm sure he's giving them valuable advice on something. But, it, it, I mean, it is quite interesting how the cops in Hong Kong, the senior cops, all go off into R- these on companies. The buses. What is it? What is it that <laughs> these companies please. want from them? I mean, <laughs> what, what are they bringing to the party? I, I, I mean, other than the discipline, I suppose, but... I don't know. I mean, it's interesting. Um, Donald Jung's brother, John Young um, Poi, I think he is actually, um, went off to New World. Yeah. Um, they're also on they the like buses. buses. What's wrong with that? <laughs> there must be there must be a golden thread connecting these cops and buses. I mean, I, I you know, you, people retire. They're, they're they're free people. It's true. They're collecting very lavish state pensions. But I, I'm I am a bit wondering what it's all about that's all i'm saying uh, are they that i mean they're allowed to of course surely i think they have to go through a sort There's of a drying a defrustration off. period of a year or something fumigation period yeah <laughs> <laughs> but i mean are they allowed i mean this is the whole point uh, they you don't employ people like this you know because you like their hairstyles or the color of their shoes it's it's obviously they want the contacts and this is what what sort of worries me a bit because you know when you when you leave the police force, you made a lot of con. Particularly when you're the boss, you've made a lot of very valuable contacts, which presumably are commercially useful. What they're making of them, I don't know. I mean, it. it, it you know, you want you want to if you if you're able-bodied, and that brings up that whole um, that whole deal about retirement age going yeah. up and well, this, I mean, that, and the it, other. It is tr- it, I mean, this is incidentally another related point. I mean, the retirement age for in government is ludicrously low. 60 or in fact they're changing it aren't they well apparently but i mean (laughs) well but you can actually retire from from um the civil service at 55 and get a full pension i mean nowadays that is no as opposed to 1960 when you could have you could have left the civil service at 30 yes (laughs) and get a very sizable pension and and gone back on a rather large boat and uh, all the rest of it yeah i'm not saying that those glory days are to be um uh, to be held up as an example but it, I, I mean, you know, Hong Kong has this enormous demographic shift in its population, mm-hmm. with, with, with um, the, the the age group obviously being skewed towards the elderly. And if you say that people's working lives come to an end at, at, at sixty, when, given you know how people live these days, sixty yeah. isn't the age that it used to be. I I, I honestly don't get it. You know, in in many places, uh, Britain even, um, civil servants can can remain in in place after sixty five, which is the retirement age there. Although, in fact, they're raising that there as well to, I think, sixty seven or something. Really? I, I can't remember. But you, you know, if you wish to remain in place, you can do so. And my view is, well, if people have got the health and strength. Why, Why not? wouldn't you? Particularly when there are these labour shortages. And the mental anguish of thinking... That, it's that word, isn't it? It's that word, retirement. Yeah. I think it, that's the stigma. Well, it's that, and it's, and it's the idea. 
particularly for people who've, who've made their lives into their working lives. In other words, they don't have much outside their working lives. It is a bit of a blow yeah. when you say to them, right, um, well, you've reached a statutory age, you've yeah. got to go. Some people are delighted to go. I get that. And so if they're delighted to go, they should go. But yeah. where you've got... I mean, it's not as though Hong Kong has a massive unemployment problem. It doesn't. It's not as though Hong Kong has a massive skill surplus. It doesn't. So if you've got experienced people who are prepared to work on, I don't get it why they don't... Oh, it's the rules. Oh, it's the rules. Sorry, rules. it is the rules. It rules, is the rules. Rules and regulations. It says here, and that's all there is to it, I think, yeah. at the moment. Yeah. At the moment. But, you know, you reward somebody by just saying, well, you're really good, you're fully fit, go get them. Yeah. And you look very experienced. Well, I mean, you know, I, I'm just changing the subject wildly here. But, Go on but uh, you know, you can be president of a fairly large country. I'll give America as an example. Uh, uh, when you're well over 65. and He's uh, got to be 70 now, hasn't he? I, I he must I, have had a birthday. <laughs> anyway. I don't know. He, he's just, whatever age he is, it's the greatest. It's so great. It's mm. greaterly than great. Um <laughs> Um, you know, so, you, you know, if you if you can run a large country like America, and that isn't a unique example, there are... Oh, this are, one is. <laughs> well, it's a unique example of something, but it's not a unique example of people um, uh, being of a certain age and running countries. I mean, in Britain, um, the probable next Prime Minister, Jeremy Corbyn, I think, is 67. Um, the existing Prime Minister, she's also in her 60s. It's not as though... You know, um, the, the uh, or as or as um, Ronald Reagan said when challenged over his age, he said, "I'm not going to exploit for my own advantages the youth and inexperience of my opponent." Well, there you go. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it is. Mind you, I'm, I'm I'm a bit hesitant about using Donald Trump as a as a poster boy for senior people being in charge of countries. I mean, this latest business in, in Korea, we did actually touch on it before the break. Oh, but, a bit, oh yeah, this week. But, Go on. you know, I mean, you keep thinking, no, he's not going to come out with... But this thing, <clears throat> you know, my button's bigger than your button. <laughs> and it turns out, incidentally, that on his desk he doesn't actually have such a thing as a nuclear button. Of course but, he doesn't, neither does the geezer up the road. Well, Although he might do, He actually. might do. <laughs> we, 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 we know less about what's on, on little Kimmy's desk. Yeah. But we... Biscuit tin that's been but there is up quite there. a lot of information about what's on on the Donald's desk. I, I know he thinks that the button he presses to get a coke light is the same one as the one for nuclear explosions. But um, you know what? I saw a fantastic T-shirt, a really really clever T-shirt, and it had a picture of Bernie Sanders on it, and it said "Hindsight is 2020." <laughs> Think it through. That's yeah. awesome. Now there's another. There's another person. Uh, you know, past the first flush of youth, and who was he inspiring? Very interesting. Yeah, his his great supporter base were young people mm. in their 20s and 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 around that age staggering i wonder so, what will happen yeah it's funny, this question. it's funny how i've got interested in older people i, I don't know if it's, <laughs> it's any coincidence about my own personal circumstances there's another thing here you know um i was talking with morris misalowski the other day he does all this business futury stuff mm, and he, he swears blind that he reckons twitter is in the death knell the last throws um, oh, thank God I never got involved he, with it. And I said, I said, well, a lot of people will hope so, not because of the company, but because of the person who's using it. And Morris reckons that Donald Trump is keeping Twitter alive. He, oh, got, he right? turned it round, you see. I see. Well, he has got a lot of followers. I mean, uh, when I say he's got a lot of followers, I mean, some of them obviously are genuine supporters, but others follow it in, in, in sheer 
you know wonderment and and bafflement and they, they it's like you know it's like watching a bad tv soap opera you know it's complete and utter <coughs> brown stuff it's getting but fa- you carry on watching it because you're fascinated about how bad it can get but it's getting fantastic now but you know i mean just coming back to career and being slightly serious i mean it is there's two parallel things going on here you've got You've got Donald Trump sitting in the White House tweeting these ludicrous comments and rubbish grammar. Rubbish his grammar. Well, it's solely, solely bad, uh, and using capital letters. I mean, I haven't done that since I was very, very small indeed. I thought it was really clever when I was about twelve to emphasise things by writing them in capital letters. But apparently, if you're Donald, you also think the same thing. But I mean, it's very interesting that in career itself, where there are seems to be far more grown-ups than there are in the White House, particularly in South Korea. I mean, they are now working hard and seem to be making some tangible results in restoring at least lines of connection, lines of contact Mm. with the North. You know, they're talking about inviting them to the the Winter Olympic Games, which they're hosting. They've restored the um, hotline in Panmunjong, the border town, so that the two sides can communicate. Have you seen a picture of that? It's very old-fashioned looking, that I've thing. I've been there. I've seen it. I've mm. actually seen it. It is, an, it is literally an old telephone. So what happens? Do, does the do, do representative from each side just sit there? Yes. And they talk to each other and there's a yes. hotline well, to the bosses? Well, they only talk to each other when there's something, you know, that... that, 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 that I mean, for example, you know, an infringement of, of the demarcation line or something like that. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, but, the, but it's symbolically important, but it also has a practical, well, practical yes. value. So what's the, what's, the, what's the undercurrent here? What's the Well, I think the current th- hit is that the Koreans themselves have decided that they don't want the agenda for their country dictated by a lunatic. And I'm not talking about Kim Jong-un. 